0: Hello oh, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm the host, Sean Boyce, founder of Podcast Chef. I'd like to welcome my guest to the show today, Kevin Wessels from Rev Sherpus. Hello, Kevin. How are you? And welcome to the show. Hey, Sean,
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today.
0: Yeah, we're very excited to talk more about yourself and your background, which would be a great place to start. So if you wouldn't mind for our audience, go into more detail about your background and tell us a little bit more about how you got to be doing the work that you're doing today.
1: Sure, absolutely. So I have over 20 years of business development, management, consulting, and financial planning and analysis experience in corporate America. And towards the end of 2019, I decided that it was an opportune time for me to really embark upon my entrepreneurial journey and, and start leveraging a lot of the experience that I had gained over the years by working with some of the fastest-growing IT companies, some of the fastest-growing digital agencies, and some of the largest global financial institutions out there. By working with some of the elite uh, management uh, consultancies across the globe, I've been able to apply a lot of those skill sets by launching RevSherpas, which is a Houston-based revenue growth acceleration consulting company. And we are now approaching our third year
0: thank you for sharing and that certainly is a good fit for what we'd like to talk about on this show uh, so your experience is uh, exciting for me to talk a little bit more about and share with our audience of course as well also so if you wouldn't mind going into a little bit more detail there because that'll help frame our conversation of course for Rev Sherpas can you talk a little bit more about you know who your target market customer is and what some of the services that you offer look like?
1: Certainly. So we work primarily with digital agencies, uh, IT services, SaaS founders, essentially any small to mid-sized business owner. And we are focused on helping them find more high paying clients with less effort and more consistency by leveraging my internationally proven and proprietary client connect formula.
0: Excellent. That's uh, super helpful. And obviously, curious to learn more about the system that you have and how that works. That's probably the the best place to start. So whatever you can share with us, please do because that, uh, you know, the business development perspective, of course, is a huge category or topic we talk about, right, for the name of our our podcast here, The Consulting Trap. That's a big one that a lot of us fall into in terms of, you know, being in a routine of delivering service work and not investing in these channels to produce the kind of results that we need to grow. Our respective companies. So, yeah, let's uh, let's start there.
1: Sure, let's do it. And I, I love the name of the the show and the, the phrase, "the consulting trap." Right. <laughs> so, really,
0: <laughs> um,
1: any any occupation could fall into that trap. You might have success right out of the gate, but then you lose momentum. You forget what got you there in the first place, and then uh, a couple of unfortunate things could happen. You might do a poor job of servicing your existing clients, or you forget that oh, you have to continue prospecting, right? And bring on new clients. Exactly.
0: So,
1: um, yep. that, that really is at the core of what my Client Connect methodology is, is designed to, to solve. So there are many companies, large or small, that are good at a few things, but very few are, are good at all aspects of marketing, sales, and service. So the Client Connect Methodology is designed to really streamline and automate your core business development and ongoing service processes. So let me elaborate. So at the core of the Client Connect framework are really five steps. First, we have um, crystallize. Secondly, uh, captivate. Third, uh, convert. Fourth, cultivate. And ultimately, Uh, Catapult. And really, what it boils down to is many firms, as I indicated, are good on the front end, uh, in the front office aspect of actually attracting and converting leads. But very few are able to go from end to end and actually not only bring on their ideal client, but do an amazing job of knocking their socks off and get them to stay, pay, and refer. So, really, Client Connect is a comprehensive consulting methodology designed to look at all facets of a company's operations and really uncover and identify where they're leaking the most revenues and profits, how you can really plug those leaks, um, overcome those bottlenecks and put in more reliable, consistent uh, and simplified systems in place just so that you can grow and scale more effectively and profitably.
0: I love that phrase that you mentioned, the leaking revenue, that really it elicits the kind of emotional response that all of us that have been there, I'm sure that it resonates with, which is where I obviously want to kind of go next. Talk to me a little bit about where some of the most common, uh, you know, you said these areas where, where folks are leaking revenue and in, in the work that you do, what do you see? What, what are the most common uh, places where where people are getting themselves in trouble within that category?
1: Sure. So, yeah, it's funny what you were saying about leaking revenue. Because if you contact a really successful entrepreneur and you come to him with some sort of a proposal, a uh, pitch, presentation, whatever, often if you are trying to really accelerate their revenue, which don't get me wrong is is what I do quite frequently, um, they they may not always listen. You know, if they're an eight, uh, nine, nine figure <laughs> earner, right? Um, But if you tell them, hey, I've got some ideas wanted to run by you where you're blatantly leaking revenues and you're leaving so much money on the table, their their eyes and ears are certainly going to perk up. So it's a very good point. Um, As far as common examples where a a lot of these fast growing companies are in fact leaking revenues, it's going to be on, on the front end in their early stages. And what I mean by that is There's a lot of copycats uh, out there. Yes, there's certain industry micro verticals that are more crowded than others. But really what I'm emphasizing here is that it's across the board. And in today's day and age, in which information really is so prevalent and and widespread and easy for the consumer to get their, their hands on, Uh, it's important to stand out from the sea of sameness and truly differentiate yourself from from the pack so that you can, in fact, uh, really stand out from from the crowd. And so on the front end, the number one pillar of the Client Connect formula is is going to be crystallized. So are you, in fact, crystal clear, to quote uh, Tom Cruise from A Few Good Men, are you crystal clear on who you're going after, who you serve, who is your ideal target client, who is your target market, Um, what is the product market fit? Do you even have that in place before you are actually going to market, right? How are you packaging your uh, products and services? What's the appropriate positioning? Many people just look at someone who's been doing the same thing they are for the past 20 years, and then they just try to to emulate and, and essentially copy what that other larger player is doing. And as a result, they they wind up not having as much success as they desire and more importantly deserve uh, upon launching.
0: That I've seen that one quite a bit myself. And you always have to be careful where you're getting that advice from, right? Because what you talked about in the beginning is really important. I've, I've come to learn the level of importance here myself as well too in terms of innovating but then having the infrastructure to be able to benefit from activities and where you invest here is just simply trying to replicate something you've seen done elsewhere it's not necessarily going to help you achieve your goals so i imagine that's quite a bit of work that uh, you wind up building for who you're working with here i'm curious to learn more about like what are some of the you mentioned crystallized i think that is a great uh, element as well too right knowing who you're speaking to um, what their problems and challenges are, how what you're doing is going to particularly address those problems and challenges. In fact, um, in the, the midst of reading, rereading, I should say, a favorite book of mine called "Crossing the Chasm," uh. which I'm sure you're familiar with, real common, especially in the product space. And uh, they talk a lot about this, right? They Talk about the how to, you know, get your product from those uh, early, you know, t- technology enthusiasts to the early majority, and uh, that's the chasm that they're talking about there, and. They tell you, you know, if you're going to cross that bridge or you're crossing that chasm, you can only do it at one point. You can't do it at multiple points. So um, talk to me about some of the, you know, do you wind up working with folks who they have reservations about getting more specific and targeted with who they're uh, solving problems for? And how do you go about managing those conversations? Like, What's the best advice you have for them to get them over any reservations they have about? Uh, making those changes to their strategy because you know it's going to be more beneficial for them in the long run.
1: Sure. I've gone through it myself and and really any entrepreneur you meet, I, I think has gone through that, that same thought process. It, it can be quite startling when you, know, you are told or you come to the realization that, hey, I, I need to focus on a more narrow a specific target market because you're like oh no i'm not going to have enough business out to go after i'm not going to have enough opportunities right but yeah one of my eye opening moments was if you actually go go deep and narrow it's going to result in you essentially having heard almost pretty much any objection or question <laughs> that you can whereas if you're trying to serve so many different industries new requests, new inquiries, new new sales objections are going to to pop up time and time again. So if you can really become a specialist, if you can speak the language of your market and then you can have a truly tailored, personalized, customized delivery mechanism that that solves their primary pain points and challenges, you're going to do well.
0: Another uh, excellent points. another good way I've heard this described as well, too, is to go an inch wide and a mile deep. So the more yes. specific and targeted you get here, and I think the misconception is, to your point, right, if I stop focusing in all these other areas where I think there may be opportunity, I'm going to leave that money on the table, right? But I think what ultimately winds up happening is you try to be all things to all people, you end up being nothing to everyone, essentially. People can't figure out you know, they can't connect the dots in their head, right? How how am I going to use what you do to help me or someone that you typically help? I can't really, you know, that we only have so much time to connect with the people, the people in the audiences that we're speaking with. So getting more specific there uh, helps quite a bit. In fact, I'm in the process of doing that for my own consulting business of trying to update our approach to speak more specifically to those target market audiences in greater detail than we have before. And so far, I've noticed in the conversations that I've had that people are connecting the dots a lot more quickly, saying like, oh, well, you need to talk to so-and-so or you need to talk to this person. Um, but what's not happening, which I think is the misconception and a lot of people's biggest fears is that, you know, if I get specific about who I'm working with, I'm going to lose all this other opportunity. That hasn't happened yet either because I'm still getting connected to those folks.
1: Yeah, I, I completely... Agree with that, and I can relate to it too because one of my concerns was, hey, if I'm openly um, publicizing that I would like to work with this, this, and this market, uh, you know, some other people might rule rule me out, and that that hasn't been the case. You know, if you actually know what you're doing and you could still add value, and you have bandwidth, right, uh, there still might be an opportunity for you to work with a certain niche that isn't necessarily front and center of your ideal target client. And those could still be some very profitable long-term relationships. Um, And part of the reason I've been able to do that is because in reality, a lot of the advice that I provide, it's field tested, time tested and and proven, and it's industry agnostic. And that's because it's focused on the fundamentals. Um, Social media, for instance, it's you know, not necessarily my cup of tea. Will I experiment with it? Well, do I have a social presence? Yes, I do. But am I outright advocating that my clientele solely prospect through social media? Absolutely not, right? Um, However, I do have some amazing clients who are social media gurus. And there are times, you know, in which I can refer my clients to, to them once, once the need arises.
0: Well said. Yeah, it's certainly an an element of that, of course, as well too, is figuring out what channels work best for you, which I imagine the initial, like you mentioned that initial step can have a lot of influence because we're figuring out how to connect with your target market audience. So I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about the later steps in your process as well, too, in terms of, after you make some of that progress, you know, what's typically next from there.
1: Sure. So in the middle and on the back end, you have the actual sales conversion and cultivation uh, pillars. And in my prior life, when I was a consultant in corporate America, a lot of the projects I was working on were customer relationship management, uh, CRM strategy and and software, large scale uh, deployments. And I've been able to really apply that to my business and it's really at the core of this client connect methodology because too too many people emphasize leads 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 lead generation and sure if you don't have leads you're you're, you're not going to be able to convert customers but if you are actually clear on that specified target market that you're going after you will attract better prospects who in turn will be better customers, right? And because you can know and relate to what their unique needs are, you'll do a better job of servicing them. So compared to a lot of other um, consultants and coaches, I certainly emphasize more of the client retention, emphasis to secure renewals. And that comes from innovating and improving the customer experience. So focusing on not just sales and marketing, but also the um, customer service processes certainly is at the heart of, of what I do.
0: Great point as well, too. I think what I see quite a bit as well in talking to others, you know, falling victim occasionally and stumbling upon these consulting traps themselves is often overlooked is the opportunity immediately in front of you from the clients you already have. It's easy to almost kind of assume that you already have that, that's kind of taken care of. And there's probably, to your point, there's an intense focus on finding something new quite a bit, when in reality, and I think if I'm understanding you correctly, there's a huge opportunity to grow from where you've already had success. So I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about that too, in terms of how should people be thinking through that in setting up that process of figuring out how to grow from the success they've already had with the clients they have now.
1: Sure. So when you are involved in the sales cycle, it's important to not just determine how you can help the client in the near term, but also the long term, right? And it's not appropriate for you to submit some huge proposal that's going to result in an implementation that takes 9 to 12 months or even longer and that your client is actually going to have to wait that long to to get the the true ROI that they're looking for. A better approach and what I like to do with my clients is to really have a, a more intense accelerated type of engagement such as 12 weeks, right? So you come in, uh, prove your worth, do a great job, earn their trust, and then position yourself for that fast-follow project for phase two, phase three, so on and so forth. And you know, if you play your cards right and you have a good fit, and again, this goes back to the first pillar: Are you attracting and engaging and bringing on the right clients? You certainly can be well positioned and poised for long term consulting
0: engagements that's such a great point um, I like I want to re- focus specifically on how you laid out you know that early phase the first phase you, you mentioned it in terms of phases which I like a lot as well too I use that language quite a bit and it helps think through the nature and structure of the project right because oftentimes there's there's a lot of work to do right depending on what it is that you do but breaking it, everything is typically easier to understand and especially you know, uh, institute change in the form of phases, so breaking it down into smaller steps. But anything that you can do, and I've seen this work well for our consulting business as well too, in that have that initial like early phase, the shorter that is and the more quickly you can produce the kind of results that are going to be able to demonstrate that value to who you're working with, and they start to see the benefit of that effort and how they've invested on the earlier side. And that really sets you up better for the longer term. Because like you said, you start to earn the trust. Uh, You start to really build the relationship. They start to really understand and see the value. Now it's an element of, okay, not, you know, do we continue to work together, but what's next, right? Like we're excited about this. This has gone well. Now we're ready to kind of get moving with with the next steps in the process.
1: Definitely. And so... One of the first things that I do with my client family members is we go through that marketing sales and service audit, which results in the ultimate deliverable of a profit acceleration plan and strategic growth roadmap. And it's not just a roadmap for the next one to three months, right? We're talking a full year, but also we want to put strategies in place Knowing that you are, in fact, going to have a phase two, three, four, or five that are going to allow you to achieve your goals—not just for the next six months to a year, but the next three to five years—right? Sure. So, um, having a, a plan and being able to plan your work and work your plan—that's that's definitely where my consulting and and project program management background <laughs> comes into play, and, and definitely helps my clients.
0: It's fantastic and well said. Um, yeah, this, this is excellent, Kevin. I could I could talk to you about this stuff for sure all day because there's a lot of value here. Uh, yeah. So the, the questions Thank would you. never stop coming, but uh, this has been fantastic. Thank you for uh, spending the time and sharing your knowledge with myself and our audience. I have two questions for you before we let you go. Okay. Uh, and the first is, what, uh, what resources would you share with our audience of and related to anything that we've talked about here today where they can kind of go to learn more dive into any of the topics that we discussed.
1: Sure, a great resource for your audience to go to would be my landing page which is fastgrowthlesseffort.com and as a gift to your listeners, uh, they can download a free guide. It's it's entitled Rev it Up and it's designed to really enable, equip and empower your uh, audience to really revitalize and recharge their their sales process. So fastgrowthlesseffort.com.
0: And I'm going to give you big points for the thematic names there too, as a product person. Love <laughs> the thematic names. Uh, makes it so much easier to understand what it is. Yeah. Makes it so much yeah. easier to find. Right. Yeah. I think people get lost. I, I do a lot of work in the product space. So people get like to get really creative with the names that they come up with and not that that isn't. Uh, you know, exciting to an extent, but at the end of the day, you know, the things that I've learned is that marketing is hard. So, if you want to get the name out there, use uh, as much as you can to make it easier for people to understand you know, what you're doing and how that helps. So, thank you for sharing that, and thank you for the offer. We will link to that in the show notes. And then the last question I have for you, Kevin, is who should reach out to you, and how can they get in touch?
1: Sure. So I'm actively posting on LinkedIn and Twitter and you can contact me there or you can contact me through email at Kevin at RevSherpas.com and I'm looking for a SaaS founder, a digital agency owner, anyone that is really looking to ignite their startup turnaround or expansion of their small business practice or agency.
0: Excellent. That's fantastic. Well, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for being here and sharing your knowledge and experience with myself and our audience.
1: Yeah, my pleasure, Sean. Thanks for having me on today.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Consulting Trap. If you have a suggestion for a future episode, or you would like to be a guest on our show, please send me an email at sean at podcastchef.com, at sean, S-E-A-N, at podcastchef.com, p o d c a s t Before we go, we'd like to thank the sponsor of our show, Podcast Chef. Podcast Chef helps turn ordinary podcasting into a revenue generating lead magnet for your consulting business. Our podcasting done for you service takes away the headache of starting up and running your own podcast. Reach out now to take advantage of our 30 day money back guarantee. Visit us at podcastchef.com. Find out how our team of experts can help you leverage podcasting to take your consulting business to the next level.
1: Hey, you, yes, you, it's uh, 2024 and you don't have a podcast yet, or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, We will talk to you about that uh, for free. We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck. Uh, whether or not we can help you for sure, but also uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, what are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks.